Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 11 of the Jetman with the Golden Gun, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chojin Sentai Jetman. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, our listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you today? I'm well. Things are going well. I uh, I was feeling a little under the weather yesterday. No, but I'm sorry to hear it. No, it was fine. It was that sort of perfect amount of under the weather like just where you're like, enough to stay home yeah i actually i <laughs> did stay home but not because i was like anticipating being sick like on tuesday i was a little like not feeling great and uh my wife beth had been like wrecked like she just got destroyed by some horror illness for like 24 hours i was like ooh, i better call off i'm feeling it like impending, right? Right, right. So I called off, and uh, I actually felt f- kind of fine. Like I slept in, I took a bunch of vitamin C, and uh, drank some green tea, and so I actually wasn't sick. But I had already called off, so I was like, "Well, I guess I'm already. I already got a substitute teacher in." So it was actually a pretty great day. Right on. I imagine that we'll hear a little bit more about that in the first star of Dave. Our officially. You are. <laughs> Officially award-winning opening segment. Uh, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So, Matt, coming in at our first with a coveted two-week star. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of having days off of work, let's talk about Fallout 4 again. Let's do that thing. Yeah, okay. So, Fallout 4, if you missed last week's episode or are somehow unfamiliar with it, is a kind of venerable video game series that is set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, heavily flavored by sort of like 1950s Americana, right? You may have heard of it if you have been online. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you've heard about it around. It's kind of a big deal. Anyways... But I have been playing Fallout 4, and I have just been... I had a brief report on it last week. Let's talk about it a little bit more this week, Matt. First of all, the game only continues to be super impressive. Good uh, to hear. The, yeah, the combat continues to be super fun. It has gotten kind of stale or boring. Uh, all the things that I mentioned last week continue to be as good as they... As reported. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes right. you do something and it seems really cool, and then you do it some more, and the luster sort of wears off of it. Uh, not the case. Fallout and, 4 continues uh, to be totally the, rad. The, the combat continues to be fun. What sort of combat are, is your dude doing? I am uh, punching dudes in the face okay. with some uh, brass knuckles that I have affixed like knives to, Wolverine style. Fun. Yeah, and just taking, just taking so many combat drugs. Um, I have a real serious problem. I have a very serious problem with that. <laughs> How it's, often do you have to pay the doctor to heal your addictions? Is that uh, just, still an option? It, 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 first of all, it totally is. You absolutely get addicted to those sweet, sweet combat drugs. Um, I don't bother. So, Dave, uh, which get combat my addiction drugs are you fixed. taking? Is your dude, is he a jet man? 
He is. He's actually a psycho jet man because uh, you can combine drugs in this game. Oh, really? So, yeah. So it's like, oh, you got a little jet. You got a little psycho. Psycho jet. You got a little buff out. You got a little jet. Psycho buff. Or what was it? Buff jet. Buff jet. Uh, so, yeah, I take a whole bunch of combat drugs because I maybe didn't actually build my character super well. But that's okay. <laughs> so uh, first things first. Fallout 4, if you're so inclined, can basically be like Wasteland Mayor Simulator. Okay, and I know you love Mayor Simulators. I love Mayor Simulators. I didn't know... I mean, like, I know I love Sims. I didn't know that I specifically loved mayoral Sims, but I do, it turns out. Okay, so check this out. So first of all, let me just say, you know how, generally speaking, a game makes you play through a tutorial the first time, and you're like, I'm 33 years old, I've been playing... Well, you don't say that, but, like... I'm a grown-up. I've been playing video games forever. Like, why isn't there an option to skip this stupid tutorial, right? Yes. I kind of wish that they had not... There isn't a tutorial in Fallout 4, which I sort of wish there was, because there's, like, a bunch of elements that they've added in that do not get explained. Oh, really? Yeah, but it kind of works within the context of the game, because you've just come out of the vault, and you don't know how things operate in the wasteland. So... It kind of works. Okay, I that can you buy don't it. that you don't know how anything runs. Um, so there's that. We'll just uh, so you're a mayor. It's a mayor simulator, and you're like, dude, you're like going around doing missions for people, and and when you do missions for them, you're like, oh, hey, also you should join like my small network of like wasteland settlers slash survivors. Slash, like, farmers, junkers, whatever, right? And they're like, right. oh, yeah, you totally saved us. You seem like a rad dude. Let's do that. So you're setting up supply lines from one base to another so you can share your building materials with them. Uh, you're tracking, like, food and power and sleeping space and defense because your settlements get attacked by raiders. That Okay, that all sounds, that's great. I yeah, that. it's incredible. Uh, your people have like a happiness meter that you can increase. I'm not totally sure how. I think that if they are like if they are safe and have food and some place to sleep, like they're pretty happy. Do you find that you were trained at all to do this from the uh, the what, what, what was that mobile game that we were playing for a while before we both got sick of it? Oh, uh, Vault Overseer, and the answer is a tiny bit because it like sounds a, a little, little similar. Yeah, it is kind of similar. Uh, the interface for like controlling your people is, on one hand, kind of clunky. Like it's not like a smooth experience because your settlers are just kind of like wandering around, like doing random stuff. Uh, but on the other hand, that makes it a little bit more realistic because it makes you really feel like a mayor, and you've got like these ten people, and if you want Bob to do something, you've got to like hunt down friggin' Bob who's like taking a nap somewhere. You're like, Bob, Bob, get up. Come on, man. Right. I need you to go to this other settlement to trade with them. Like, get on it. And Bob's like, oh, fine. So, yeah. So, it's super fun. I'm finally finding gear that isn't total crap, which is amazing. That's always I'm finding, nice like, some combat armor. I joined the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, like, I joined one group called the Minutemen, and then I only found out later that I could also join the Brotherhood of Steel, but now I'm a little concerned that maybe 
like I'm not going to be able to do as much Brotherhood of Steel stuff as I wanted because I already joined this other group and the Brotherhood of Steel is amazing. So that would bum me out. So well, it's not like this is the only time you're ever allowed to play this game, Dave. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's totally true. Um, yeah. So other things about the gameplay that I maybe sort of didn't realize before. First things first. There's no skills anymore. Skills are out. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you get better at things? Okay. So here, like, uh, everything is tied. It actually it feels a lot like Fifth Ed D and D to me. Like, it's not actually, like, super mechanically similar, but the vibe of it is very similar. But uh, all of your stuff is just based on your your special attributes, mm-hmm. okay? Sorry, uh, in Fallout, special is uh, strength, perception, endurance, intelligence, charisma, agility, and luck, right? Yeah, special. So all of your, like, your facility with various skills is just based on those things, and then everything else is perks, like that's okay. It. Like, do you want to be a better lock picker? There's no lock pick skill. It's literally it's just there's like five ranks of lock pick perks, and you can get those. And the perks have there's like ten perks for each special stat, right? Mm-hmm. And you unlock one, like one perk, like access to one perk for each rank that you have in that special. So, like, if you have a strength of seven, you have access to the first seven strength perks. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. And then each perk also has, like, different, like, you can take it multiple times, but how many times you can take it is, like, level locked. You know, like, oh, okay, Dave, I I feel like we're about to to get into the weeds here on describing Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Fallout 4 is great. It's I we struggled for more stars because I've just been playing Fallout Four for like a week, um, <laughs> so it's rad. If you can get it, you should. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking about it now because I could probably keep talking about it, and I think it's gonna get kind of boring. So Matt, <laughs> what is our oh. second star of the week? Dave, earlier this week, uh, I found out from one of our listeners about a new band that's coming out. And you know why they thought to tell me about this band? Why did they think, Matt, to tell you particularly about this band? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, it's not a, it's not a band as such. It's more of a singing group. It's a four-person singing group. It is called Legend Hero 90s. Okay. Here are the members of Legend Hero 90s. It is the Red Ranger from O-Ranger... Okay. The Red Ranger from Live Man, and then okay. Rio and Kazu from Die Ranger. And this, they're just... And they are in a four-person singing group called Legend Hero 90s. There's a video of them up on YouTube. Uh, they're all wearing... Let's see, I'm looking at it now. They're wearing matching outfits of leather pants and leather trench coats with like... Oh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right t-shirts. now. All singing in unison. Dude, it is... There's like this whole like 10, 15 minute video where they're all sitting around a table like very politely introducing themselves to anyone who would care to listen to please support them as they spread like hope and courage through the magic of their song and friendship. Dude, it is... It's everything I ever wanted out of like a where are they now for these people. Just out of like real quick curiosity, these dudes would all be in their like... 40s 50s at this point right well probably i mean 
Die Ranger came out in what, 93? So that's yeah, so 22, 22 years ago. No, they'd probably be in their like 40s if they were in their like late teens, early 20s when the show and came I know out, right? O Ranger, I, I think. I don't actually know the ages of these guys. I know O-Ranger was a couple of years after Die Ranger. And right Live Man... Live Man might have been before Die Ranger. I'm not exactly sure where Live Man hits. Live Man, Man might have I been just... like right before Jetman. Again, I listeners, love... I'm sorry I'm not looking it up. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's all these people like roughly in their early 40s in a four-person like Sentai alumni boy band... But this is not like this is not a Sentai tribute thing. No, no, no. Right? I don't think like they're not like, doing covers. No, O Red is writing songs for this band. Apparently, this is the this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, uh, the album I just, comes I out also in Japan love... in a couple of weeks. Um, I will let you know if I end up buying it. Yeah, no, please let me know. I also just love. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to go on what you said, or I'm not going to watch it. Like, right at this instant, because we're doing this. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, But I love that they're like, we are going to spread, like, hope and cheer and, like, courage and bravery through our music. Like, yes. Yes, please do do that, Legend Hero 90s. Like, do that thing. That is exactly what you should be doing. Right. I don't need more pop music in the universe that's about... It's about not that. That's I don't need more pop music from 20-year-olds. I need more pop music from 42-year-old Japanese guys who used to be superheroes. Right, who have seen some stuff and have a message of hope and bravery. That's amazing. Anyway, there's not a lot of other information about it, or I would be telling you that other information, um, but definitely Google that stuff. That looks fantastic. Dave, what is our third star of the week? Okay, so uh, our third star of the week is yesterday, like I said, I wasn't feeling super well. My back was, like, really killing me. So, like, I called my massage person, because I have a massage person. Uh, That's not as big of a deal as it sounds. I just, I know a person who does massage, and so when I need massage, I I call her. Anyways, uh, so I go, and she's, like, working knots out of my back. She's great. Uh, But... I was like, man, my back is just like always tight. And she's like, oh, you should get this thing. So I got it. She's like, you should get this thing. And it's got like some weird friggin' name. I don't remember what it is. Um, But it's basically, it's an S-shaped like plastic thing, right? That's big. Right. Uh, But it's an S that looks like maybe Dr. Seuss designed it. Does that make sense? I'm like, I'm beginning to see it, yeah. Yeah, it's like an S, but it's all sorts of there's like just like weird knobbly bits and like handles and stuff on it, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. But so the idea, and it is amazing, let me tell you, is that is that basically you know that spot in like the middle of your back that you really wish someone would just sit there and like like massage for you for like forty five minutes, but no one wants to actually do that and you can't do it yourself because it's like literally in the worst part of your body that you can't reach, right? Sure. Yeah, so what this thing is, is it's basically like a loopy around knobby thing with a handle that you can, you can like sit and massage your own back. Oh, really? Yeah. It's How, How's amazing. that working out for you? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, 
Because you can just like you get the you can get exactly the right spot because it's you. Yeah, dude, that sounds great. Yeah, it's like I'm just doing product placement at this point. Like I ran out of like weird Dr. Seuss related jokes about it. Uh, the thing is just fantastic. Super so brought to you by a weird knobbly Dr. Seuss thing with a handle. Uh, if you want one, I just looked for S Massager on Amazon. It's great. Anyways, so Matt's our uh, third star of the week. Matt, what is our fourth star of the week? Dave, our fourth star of the week is that before we were starting to record, I was sitting down to get a little dinner, and I thought, I've got about a half hour. Why don't I toss on a little bit of the WWE Network? Because this week, Dave... This week is Undertaker Week, and they are celebrating 25 years of The Undertaker. That is... That is absolutely bonkers. Like, that's madness. And it's... What's especially crazy about it is that it's 25 years of The Undertaker, but, like, that dude was a wrestler before he was The Undertaker. That guy has been wrestling, like, as long as I have been alive, I think. That's the crazy thing. That this dude has managed, and that he's still, like, he's not... Like, listen, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, but, like, that dude doesn't really wrestle anymore, right? No, dude, Undertaker has a match on Sunday. That's what I'm saying. The Undertaker Although, to is be fair, still like, wrestling. There have been, like, for the last couple of years, he, like, he basically retires most of the year and then comes out for special occasions. But, still, Even the guy's, so. like, in his 50s. Yeah, really? Uh, no, that's amazing. So, what I put on... It was like the, it was a collection of the Undertaker's greatest matches, and I only had a chance to watch the first one, which was uh, Survivor Series '92, I think. Whatever, okay. it doesn't matter. Um, coffin match with Kamala. So I go to watch it, but here's the thing about the Undertaker as a character that makes this whole like week long celebration really weird is that okay. it's not just like celebrating the career of a guy who's been in the business a long time because the undertaker is like an evil zombie with lightning powers right right he would like has risen from the dead to bury wrestlers right, right. Like, like he used to be a zombie mortician that got his superpowers from an urn that paul bearer walked around with yeah right and then he just became like a giant lumbering zombie with like lightning powers who threw Mick Foley off of things. I did not know that things. lightning powers were part of it. I have to well, admit. Well, it doesn't come up in the match, but there's always lightning when he's walking to and from the ring. Okay. That's because he's a zombie, maybe? I don't know, man. Dude's got lightning. Who knows? It's part of his motif. I don't know when it became part of his motif, because <laughs> that's the thing. Is The Undertaker is a character. Like He makes sense because he's The Undertaker, and he's been around for 25 years, so he's just his right. own thing now. But otherwise, like none of it makes sense. Like Because now like he's back to being a zombie after a couple of years where he was a, just like a dude on a motorcycle. Like He's back to being a zombie, but he's also like the Grim Reaper of the WWE, I think. Oh, but yeah. He's I'm also just... a cowboy now? I pulled up YouTube, and one of the top things is just, Undertaker rises from a coffin to attack Brock Lesnar, raw, March 24th, 2014. So, yeah, yeah, I guess he's a zombie again. So, I mean, listen, I love watching Undertaker matches. Undertaker's great. Undertaker makes zero sense. So, I'm watching this Undertaker <laughs> thing, and so, because they can't just celebrate the career of some dude... 
it's not just a list of matches. There's like just this real n- quickly. Sorry, Matt. Real quickly, sure. please tell because I don't. Please tell me that you do not know his actual name. Um, I actually do know his real name because I oh, looked okay. it up one time. I was time. kind of hoping that you know you just knew the Undertaker. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, sorry. Go his ahead. real name is the Undertaker. He's a zombie, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> He's from Death Valley. Wait, no, I knew the Death Valley thing. There's another guy who looks like him who used to wrestle before 1992. I don't know what happened to that dude. Who knows? He died and was resurrected. <laughs> resurrected. As the Grim Reaper of the WWF slash E. So, anyway, so they, they build this whole narrative around this collection of matches where, like, there's. There's like a druid lady reading through a Amazing. book of the history of like the tale of the Undertaker because the Undertaker also has like druids that he pals around with, even though like I guess they're <laughs> cowboy druids. <laughs> like druids aren't from Texas, week. I don't think most of them. So there's like this weird <laughs> like like <laughs> off-brand <laughs> WWE. Stonehenge CGI thing that cuts to something oh where like a gosh. woman in a robe is leaping <laughs> through this leather bound book and telling you about a Survivor Series match with Kamala. It's the <laughs> best. So wait, so does the legend like does the the mythology of the Undertaker? predate the actual chronology of the undertaker like have they retconned history that the undertaker has like always been around or does he have like a distinct origin point well i mean you know what i mean okay on top of being a zombie slash grim reaper slash motorcycle cowboy um he like he has a brother like kane is his brother in yeah no 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 i remember that and i mean it and Kane is, of course, sometimes a seven-foot-tall fire demon and sometimes, like, a dopey middle management dude who wrestles in slacks. So, this I, is listen, tr- I'm I, not going to try listen, to explain The Undertaker to you. I think Kane, this is not a joke, I think Kane might have a, like, a real estate office somewhere. Uh, I don't like, know. There is, there is uh, some big-name wrestler who has just, like, also a side real estate business that he runs with his wife. Uh, that might be Kane. I know Kane I think is also is. like really active in like local libertarian politics. Incredible. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta move on, man. Okay, okay. So what do you got? Let's okay. Let's just okay, so we're gonna star? jam our fifth and fourth stars together because it's all media stuff. Um, I have been watching an anime that I am super digging, and you. Whatever. It's really fun. I was about to say, it? like, you need to watch it, but I know you hate that. So, okay. So this anime is called One Punch Man. Oh, right? you know, who was just telling me about this? Uh, maybe our friend Chris? Uh, yes. I was tell- he told me about it. It's apparently, it's based on a, a webcomic that somebody was doing. So here's the rough story of, of One Punch Man. The world is beset, like, constantly, on, like, a daily basis by monsters, right? Okay. Like, giant, horrifying, like, anime-style monsters. Naturally. And uh, Saitama, who is the main character, the titular One Punch Man, he doesn't call himself that, but that's what he is. Uh, One Punch Man, he decides he's going to be a hero, and so he trains, like, super-duper hard to become a hero, but he accidentally trains too hard, Okay. 
And so he li- he's called One Punch Man because he literally defeats everything in one punch. Like, that's all it ever takes. <laughs> okay. And he would think, Matt, you would think. I mean, I would, would think that that would be boring. Yeah, it's not. It's hilarious every time. Like, you would think that it would get lame watching giant, like, anime-style mega villains get, like, do, like, these giant uh, monologues about how they're going to destroy and then just get, like, jacked in the face <laughs> and literally explode. You don't. It's super funny every time. And uh, and just, like, how he interacts with the world. Like, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it's a great show. It's on Hulu. And right so I'm, I'm so watching it. But, yeah, One Punch Man. And it has a sick theme song. Like, it's just, it's like some... Sh- like some quick, like thrashy metal rock, um, and it's just a dude yelling like, "One Punch Man!" <laughs> and then he says the rest in Japanese, so I don't know what he's saying. Um, but the One Punch Man part is great. Oh, dude, you know what else is on Hulu? Uh, what else and I is don't on have Hulu? much to say about this. Oh, wait, not Hulu, Netflix. You know what's on Netflix? Hmm. Is uh, John Mulaney has a new comedy special. Oh, nice! Like Mulaney, uh, dude. Stuff. Uh, you and all you listeners out there and wherever you are in this big, wide, beautiful world. Uh, if you got Netflix, check it out. John Mulaney is the best. So, uh, Dave, I have one more thing to talk about before we close up the five stars. Yeah, for right, sure. What's for up? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, Dave. So, a movie this week has been announced. It is right. a spinoff movie. It is called okay. The Huntsman. Something about war and winter and witches or something. But it is a spinoff movie of perhaps no. the worst movie that you and I have ever seen in a theater, Snow no. White and the Huntsman. That is... Snow White has been completely removed from the equation. That movie was so bad. Just okay. so astonishingly bad. Like, we were seeing it with... Fr- guys, we were seeing it with friends, and everybody was, like, sort of looking at each other... And kind of having, like, a surreal shared experience. Like, is this movie actually happening to us? Like, is this real? Or this is what's happening on screen? Because it was and hard then, to gauge the movie at first because it's it's pretty. Like, it's really pretty, right? Yeah, visually it was really cool. It, like, and, the story uh, doesn't make much sense. But, like, they were kind yeah, of getting away with it here and there with, like, good design of things. And yeah. so, like, I kept Kristen wanting, Stewart. I kept, oh, my gosh. So I kept wanting to oh, laugh at it. But, like, nobody else was. Yeah. And so I just kept, like, burying it down and burying it down. And then, like, near the end of the movie, Kristen Stewart... It's not. It's, like, two-thirds of the way through. Like, as Snow White has, like... I don't know. She's she's not dead. She she was dead, and then she got kissed, and she's not dead anymore. It's Snow White. Yeah, I don't freaking know. Um, But she She, gives this, like, what is supposed to be this rousing call to arms speech. And at some point, I don't... Like a stirring monologue. I don't remember who broke first. But at some point in this monologue, someone... I don't even know if it was one of us. Like, someone in the theater broke and started laughing. And that was just, like, it opened the floodgates. That was it. And everyone else in the theater just, like, lost it. We just completely lost it. And we're just cracking up for probably the rest of the movie. It was so bad. Okay, so this is just Chris Hemsworth, right? It's Chris Hemsworth. Um, Charlize Theron is back as the witch. 
Okay. Um, and then, like, I think... And just Kristen Stewart is gone. And Kristen Stewart is just no longer in there. And I think Emily Blunt's in it and somebody else I'm not remembering. So is this just... Is this just, like, Wood Thor axing witches? Is that the idea? Because I'll watch that. Dude, if it's just, like, a weird knockoff version of, like, the current Odin son who, like, doesn't have his hammer anymore and hits things with axes now... Um, I am down. If I can just pretend that it is that, I will watch it. Uh, if oh, nothing man, else, speaking of it killing witches, literally cannot be worse than the first yeah. one. I gotta see. I gotta see Vin's Vin Diesel's new movie. I was about to say Vin, like we're on a first name basis. I gotta see oh, Vin's new movie. Vinny B? I gotta see Vin Diesel's new movie. I gotta see the Witch Hunter Man. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I gotta see. It. I gotta see Spectre too. I'm really behind. Maybe that's what dude. I'm you are behind. I know. All right. Uh, that is okay, it for the have, five we stars. We have been talking about this way too long. Guys, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we're we going to watch episode watch some Jetman. 11. Episode 11 is called A Dangerous Game, and we will be right back. Okay. Uh, welcome back. We have just watched episode 11. It's a dangerous game. We uh, sure it's not did. The most, it's not the most dangerous game. No, it isn't. But it is a dangerous game, Dave. Man, what, 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 what happened this week? Okay, so first of all, to my great disappointment, it is not uh, a game related, literally at all. Like I was hoping for, like a chessboard dimension monster or something. No such luck. We get a vending machine dimension. Yes, we do. The which has like psychoactive juice in it that switches up the ranger's personalities and then they fight each other and then they fight the monster and then they kill it and that's it that's what happens uh but there's a little bit there's a little bit more detail to it there's a twist there's a twist um okay so we start off <laughs> so... we're, we start off in the virum dimension and the virum war party are just like sitting down and watching I mean, they're they're watching an episode of Jetman, but what they're doing is they're like they're reviewing game tape, specifically Gray, uh, who, if you don't recall, is like the Hannibal Lecter robot of the Virum leaders. So he's just sitting. He's got a cigar. He's got a little okay. sherry or something. Real quick, I want and, to specify something. You have referred to him as the Hannibal Lecter of the Virum before. He's not a cannibal. Like, oh yeah, sorry, he's not like, a he cannibal. He doesn't eat people. He's just a villain that's also super classy. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of right, the way yeah, yeah, before yeah. He's a not... new listener, perhaps. Yeah. Sorry. I should. Yeah. He's not a cannibal. But if you were a robot cannibal, would he be eating robots, I guess? Possibly. Whatever. Anyways. So he's just chilling out. He's watching some footage, which like anybody who does anything will tell you uh, is a great idea. You know, just review. See maybe where you went wrong. But the other Virum commanders are like, like they're giving him hassles about it. Like they bug him about it. They're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you watching old videos of fights? Doesn't even make sense. Maria goes so far as to say, you can't learn anything from watching that. The only thing is to fight. And they're telling him, like, you don't know how to have fun. But the thing is, like, Gray is sitting there, like, smoking a cigar, blowing smoke rings out of his robot mouth, drinking like sherry, and just, like, chilling back and watching his stories. Like, Gray is the one who is living his truth right now. He is having fun. Yeah, he's great. 
And also, where do you get off other Viren commanders? Because you guys have all also failed. Gray is the one who's done the best, and that's because he just literally went down there and tried to shoot Guy in the face with, like, a with laser a, rifle. Yeah, just, no, with a bullet, just with a gun in a bullet. Oh, that's right, it is a bullet. Other I, way around, bullet and a gun, involved. but you know what I meant. Yeah, exactly, like, that worked out fairly well. If they just altered that, things would probably be fine. But they give the Firem hassles, they're giving Gray hassles about this, and he's like, nah, I'm gonna have some fun, I got this. Except he so, talks like a robot. We cut to uh, what I presume is Sky Camp. They are hanging out, the Jetmen, yeah. and they are in the weight room. Yeah, so they're all in the weight room. And I noticed Raita has like the same amount of weight as everybody else. And is still struggling, which makes no sense. I feel Maybe. like he should be, you know, like this should have gotten some like styrofoam weight. So it looks like Raita's doing like gigantic, I don't know deadlifts or something he's got super super strength but whatever i don't know man maybe he's doing low weight high reps doesn't want to bulk up too much mm, won't fit in that like tight it... yellow owl suit anymore <laughs> it's a stretchy suit well you don't see okay, is he but... showed up to the gym an hour early and has just been lifting that same amount of weights the whole time there you go all right uh so anyway so they're all working out and <laughs> the guy is just like all right so um i gotta go because I got a date. So you nerds can stay here. Guy out. And Ryu's like, no, we need to follow the schedule. Like, we're working out. And, like, uh, and when he says you need to follow the training schedule, he has it like written down on a piece of paper on a clipboard. Oh, yeah. To be clear, it is the schedule that Ryu himself wrote. Like, yes. Ryu wrote the schedule, and that is insisting that everybody keep to it. Because that's like the, that's the guy that Ryu is. So Akko gives Guy some hassle. She's like, oh, you're so lazy. And then Guy's like, yeah, well, you're like a spoiled brat. And then like Raito runs over. And he's like, no, everybody be cool. And uh, they're sort of yelling at each other. So then I think we flash back to Gray really quickly. Is that right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll have some fun with this. And then he just sort of, this is super cool, actually. It turns out that there's not like a big thing that the Viram commanders have to do to like shift dimensions because Gray just literally reaches his hand out through a dimension and like he doesn't into even stand Sky up. Camp. Yeah. He okay. doesn't even put down his drink in the other hand. He so just finished what you're going to say. I have yeah. something to say about this. Yeah, me too. But you can go first. Uh, but what I have to say about this other thing is that as opposed to like the totally sick chessboard monster with like chess pawns and other stuff that we could have gotten gray as much as i like him gives us vending machine dimension like that's his plan so he reaches through and attaches like a dimensional spider thing to the vending machine right outside the Jetmen's like gym area so matt what do you have to say about this because I've got okay. problems with it. So here is my issue with this. Is that I had, I don't know why, assumed that somehow, like, the Very Verdonic reasonably. power of the Jetman 
had protected them from the Vyrum just being able to literally just stroll into their base and do whatever they wanted. Right! otherwise, this show should not have lasted more than a episode. Yeah, exactly! Like, if this is an option, why is Grey just not reaching through to men and just, like, strangling them in their sleep? Because he can clearly do that. Right, like, why didn't you turn, I don't know, like, the weight machine that they were inside of into a monster and crush them to death? Like, listen, I don't want them to do this. I want to watch another 40 episodes of this show. But But, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. And also, like, really? You're in, like, he was in the Jetman base. It's full of stuff. There's, like, computers and helicopters and, like, And Jet Icarus. And Jet Icarus. Why did you, of all things, a vent, whatever. Okay. So we get a vending machine dimension, uh, which just, like, it's so lame. I'm actually, like, slightly irritated about it. And the fact that, and like in previous episodes when things have turned into like the whatever dimension, it was at least like thematically appropriate for what they were doing in the episode, right? So like the mirror dimension like reflected things and sucked people into the mirror and did all that sort of stuff. The building was a building and it was awesome and you couldn't have done it if it wasn't a full apartment building. The vending machine monster could literally have been anything. Yeah, it's the only tie-in is that they were at the gym and they were thirsty afterwards. We also could have just done, like, drinking fountain dimension. We did drinking fountain dimension. <laughs> it was a faucet, and it was still cooler than this stupid thing. Okay, so the but way But anyways... That, here's what happens with vending machine dimension is... there. It, I guess Guy waited until the end of the training schedule. They're all hitting those showers. Well, you know, hitting their respective showers. Um, right. And before they do, they stop off at the vending machine, which I will note, they have to put money into. This is like the Sky Camp vending machine. Can't they just have a fridge with some juice in it? Yeah, that also... I didn't even think about that, and now I'm irritated about that, too. Like, they have funding. They had the funding to build. Because remember, it's not like... Die Ranger. It's not like the Jet Icarus is like an extra dimensional thing that they summoned with magic. It's a giant robot that they built with, I assume, like worldwide government funding. They have the deepest pockets and they charge like a quarter for a can of juice. I do not understand this episode. Not only not only do they charge a quarter for a can of juice, they charge the Jetmen a quarter for a can of juice. No. Like if like if you were like I mean, I don't know, not to be like superhero classist or whatever but if you're like the janitor at sky camp it's like all right man like cough up your quarter if you want some juice but these right are like maybe the janitors themselves. have like a break room and in the break room there is a like vending machine that you actually have to pay for but like it's the jet man come on it's the de- like you've it's already the jet put man infinite program. funding into them okay so so anyways although i will this- note calorie paid for everybody's juice which was nice yeah which is classy of her uh, I think that's, you know, that's what you do. So, well, she has it, unlimited so they, money, so. Yeah, so they drink this juice, and Ryu drinks it, and he's like, and then he, he's fine, and then he hiccups, and he says something about like, oh, we gotta get back to the gym, and then he hiccups, and he says, eh, or maybe not, like, whatever. And then Guy 
says like, yeah, all right, Ryu, I like this. Yeah, forget the gym. And then he takes a drink and he hiccups. And he's like, wait, what am I saying? No, like we got to get back to the gym so we can like pump up to defeat the Virum. And so at first it seems like maybe the it, the juice is just like switching the Jetmen with each other. And it, and it continues to seem that way for a second because Raita drinks some juice and Raita starts acting like like episode one guy. Like yeah. back when Guy was super selfish and just wanted to like look cool and do his own thing. But then we see Kauri and she like she takes a drink, or they're like Kauri and Akko are like, wow, it's, what's going on with the guys? This is really weird. But then Kauri takes a drink. And she starts talking about, I forget what she says, but she starts talking about money, about how like everybody else is poor and she's like a princess and she's not paying for anybody's stuff anymore. Then money and then, makes the world go round. Yeah. And, and Akko, because Akko is apparently terrible at pattern recognition, takes a sip of this juice. Yeah. Which, I mean, listen, if Kauri didn't catch it, which she should have, uh, Akko at least something. Come on. But but then Akko just gets kind of like kind of just, infantile maybe? Like she yeah, just like gets kind of weepy. And whiny. Yeah. So we don't actually know what the deal is. Uh my notes actually just say I have no idea what's happening. And then we zoom in on the vending machine, and the vending machine audibly says, like, ha ha ha, Jetman, I've got you now, which apparently none of them hear. So, Ryu, okay, for Ryu, apparently being lazy, like, equates to being cartoon drunk, just, like, falling over on himself and, like, laughing and smiling. I Uh, think maybe he's just literally too lazy to stand up. Raija Uh, has decided that he needs to go and, like, pick up chicks, and so he walks out, which initially Guy was like, all right, like, he's doing the right thing. I like where his head's at. And then he hiccups, because what's going to happen is they're going to keep going back and forth between their standard personalities and these, like, newly imprinted personalities. Yeah. So, so Guy we... sees Rai to walk out. Initially, he's excited. And then he hiccups and says, oh, no, like, why are they leaving? Now I'm sad and lonely, and we need to work hard. Yeah. Oh, we've, sorry, we've shifted scenes real quickly to, like, a different part of Space Camp, and the chief is there, all right? And Akko is says something about being a girl full of dreams. Guy actually is still lifting weights. Like, he has brought a barbell with him while this whole conversation is happening. What's great is that, that initially, like, he's sort of holding it sort of, like, down, like, low, like, a little bit below the camera. Like, you can see it, but it's not in frame, really. And then he hiccups and goes from, like, standard guy to, like, super hardworking guy. And as soon as he hiccups, yeah. he just starts lifting the weight. Just starts pumping it. It's great. Uh, we cut away and we see Raita just basically like walks up to this girl is like, hey, like, you want to get a drink? And she slaps him. <laughs> there's a great, okay, there's a great moment just before this where he's like, he's leaning up against a post and then he reaches down to like shine his shoes to like really spiff himself up. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know if <laughs> we've ever mentioned this. this before, but Raita just wears galoshes. Just like big yellow rain boots all the time. And so he goes down to shine his shoes, but he's still just wearing galoshes. It's the best. Okay, so he gets slapped. He's just like, what's going on? This is crazy. Like he like he realizes that something is weird. And, and specifically, then he, just gets he a- says, like, why am I acting like a guy? Uh, that's right. 
So, and then he gets attacked by vending machine dimension. Uh, oh, real quickly, vending machine dimension is just a vending machine with, like, eyes, I guess, and then, like, weird goblin ears. It's like a goblin, but instead of, like, a head and body, it's got a vending machine. Okay, I'm just going like to say, Like, a little like, green, like, Dungeons & Dragons-style goblin. Like, this is... There are, like, we'll get to it at the end. There are th- things that I really like about this episode, but this is a dumb episode. Like, yeah, this is a it's... dumb episode with a couple of, like, really good components. <laughs> and, like, there are some good things in this episode and so forth, but, like, Vending Machine Monster himself, like, Vending Machine Dimension, is terrible. Yeah. Okay, you know how sometimes we say, even if you don't watch the show, like, absolutely, definitely watch this episode, uh, and skip this one. Uh, well, okay, you and I will talk about that at the end of the episode, because I'm not sure I well, agree I mean, with okay, that. like, if you're watching the whole show, just watch it. But, like, I wouldn't dip just for this episode, is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay, so anyways, uh, Vending Machine Dimension arrives, he goes to attack Raita, uh, he chases Raita for a little bit, he... And then uh, Raita calls the other Jetmen. They're all going to go work. And then they get the call. And they're like, we got to go and like help Raita. And Ryu says, eh, like I'm good. But they drag him along. We cut back to Raita. And the Dimension Beast has literally treed Raita. Like, like a raccoon. The the vending machine dimension is at the bottom of a tree, like, jumping up, trying to get at Raita, who has climbed this tree and is just trying to keep his feet away from vending machine dimension's claws, I guess. Okay, so, like, they manage to get vending machine dimension away from the tree, and Raita gets down, and uh, Guy is like, okay, like, let's do this, because Guy is all fired up and ready to fight the Virum. Right, uh, and Raita is uh, immediately into it, and then Hiccups and is like, "Hey, wait a second! Like, I'm, I don't take orders from you. What are we doing here? We're not friends." Yeah, but they do. I think the guy kind of gets them into doing it, and it's just cool because Guy like strikes the pose and does the thing that and- Ryu does normally. So, like, Guy leads the cross change. And actually, let me just pull away from this episode for a second to say. That the one of the things that I do like about this episode is that it is showcasing, and I know this is really dumb, but I forget about it because the, it's a kids' show, and uh, the characters are very much sort of like caricatures. You know, they're these very sort of broadly played characters. Yeah, very and much. So, so I, yeah, and so I, and again, I know this is really stupid, but I kind of forget that they're actually like legitimate actors. Okay, this is what I was going to say earlier. Like, I actually would recommend this episode because, and as dumb as it's going to sound for this show, it's kind of like an actor's showcase for these guys that you don't normally yeah. get to see. You got to see it a little bit when uh, Raito was pretending to be a loan shark a few episodes ago. Yeah. Right, but you actually get to see them playing these different roles. And it's like, oh, yeah, like these people are actually like legitimate actors who have who have studied this and are capable of kind of switching and doing a slightly more nuanced performance. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, sorry, back to this fight. So Vending Machine Dimension leads off with coin bombs. He's got like giant coins that he throws and those explode. And then he's got cans that he launches out of his body. And those are can bombs and those also explode. 
Uh, I, I want to mention that it, at some point in this fight, Raita just decides that he does not want to take orders anymore and fully cross-changed, just jumps back up into the tree and like That's lounges right. in the branch and is, is like, nah, you guys can take care of this. I'm done. Right. And so they're sort of pleading with Raita. Ryu manages to kind of get himself together enough to attack. Uh, he attacks like one time. And then doesn't really, like, it doesn't work. And he's like, and then he hiccups. He's like, eh, whatever. And he literally just tosses his sword over his shoulder and, like, sits down. And he and vegges un- out he- of this fight so hard that he drops his cross change. Like, he just turns back into Ryu. Yeah, he is so lazy. He cannot manage to maintain being a jet man. Uh, which is incredible. And I think, how does it end? Like, does Guy manage to chase? No, I think Vending Dimension Mon- d- just leaves, right? Man, I, don't, I was having to it take a okay. lot of notes during this. I think what ends up happening is that the Guy is, is able to happens. get him to, like, go away. Because yeah. Guy, like, Guy throughout this whole episode is the Ryu character. So he is the one that when everyone else is doing whatever they want to do, Guy is still fighting. Yeah, but... The fight, he doesn't sound like a decisive battle. No, like, no, it just no. Kind but of like, stops. this fight is over and we go to a commercial break. When we come yep. back, we are at Sky Camp. Yeah. And it's just like the, re- the Jetmen are, cu- are hooked up to, like, I guess what are supposed to be brain scanners. And we just see a couple shots of, like, computers, science, printouts, dot matrix printers. Right. And the chief, like, pulls a report. She tears a piece of paper out of the printer and looks at it, and somehow by looking at this report is able to ascertain that what has actually happened... She gets is that so the, much information from this one sheet of top matrix printed yeah, have, like science yeah. report. <laughs> that's the best part, because it's very... Like, they don't establish anything that's going on. There's, it's just like, computers, computers, printouts, charts, science, and then that's it. Uh, and we are just led to kind of believe that this is all working. To be and fair, so, there was a moment sort of like that inspector. Oh, was <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not with the brain scans, but like there is a moment inspector where like somebody does a science thing and then in the next scene is like, oh, now I have all this information, which like if you stop and think about it for a fraction of a second makes zero sense. Amazing. Uh, still can't wait to see that movie. Still great. Okay, well, I mean, obviously I can't wait because I have been waiting because it's been, like, out for two weeks. But anyways. And you will uh, have to wait at least another, I don't know, 20 minutes. Right. So what the chief is able to ascertain from her sciencing is that what this dimensional monster has done is that, like, the deep, deep, like, hidden parts of the ranger's subconscious are now coming forward. So Ryu, like, deep down somewhere, has, like, an aspect of his personality that's lazy. Guy has, in his Guy, secret heart, like, a yearning for justice. Well, specifically, and Guy's is, like, weirdly specific. Because the part of Guy that is, like, hidden deep away from himself is a righteous little boy. Yeah. Like, it's not just that he's, like, righteous and hardworking. It's that he is still has part of himself that has this sort of, like, childlike belief in righteousness and hard work that he has just pushed down probably since he was a child. So 
maybe we're getting a little bit more info on Guy here. That, like, something happened when he was a child that discouraged him from justice. Maybe. Okay, so anyways... So it turns out that this is this is what's happening. Oh, so Kauri is sort of like, you know, money obsessed and petty, and Akko, it just says, is a crybaby. And Raita has and, an aggressive and, streak. Right. So this is the like this is the hidden part of their personalities that is coming out. Ryu okay. has this face of like shock and horror that there is a even a tiny aspect of him that is lazy. Yeah, that's the best part. He's just he's really really bothered about it. Uh like that he just he did not have any concept that this was inside him and it really he's deeply disturbed. And I think Guy is equally as disturbed that there is a part of him that is like Ryu. <laughs> Yeah, he is also, like, everybody else is, like, kind of upset about it, but Guy and Ryu are, like, really, really bothered. Okay, can I say one more thing about this technology before we move on? Please do that. So, listen, I know that, like, they have all this technology to use for fighting the virus and doing all that sort of thing. But if they have a machine that you can just, like, sit in for five minutes and you get a printout of all of your, like, hidden personality aspects, like, that just seems like it would be the craziest discovery in the world of, like, psychoanalysis ever. Yeah, and I really just feel like there's a lot... in space camp waiting to figure out how an evil juice box turned them lazy. Yeah, there's like a much, I feel like there's a lot broader application for this technology. Like, maybe a lot more could be happening with this. Anyway. So, I think, oh, what's happening now? I think uh, Gray sends Vending Machine Dimension to attack the town again. Uh, yes. And Vending Machine Dimension is able to explode Vending Machines, which causes... Apparently, just Very way. little damage. No, dude, a building collapses. Oh. Did you I miss must, that? I must have been taking some notes when that happened. No, man. Like, a building goes, like a skyscraper collapses. Uh, I would not have thought that exploding vending machines would possibly cause that much damage. But there you go. But there you go. So, none of the rangers are available to help, though. Except Guy, who is, like, totally on top of things, because they just, like, they all can't get it together. We see Ryu, and she, and he is, like, well, actually, sorry, what we see is the chief finds out about the attack and is just, like, running around Sky Camp looking for Ryu, who she eventually finds just taking a nap in the back of a helicopter. Uh, Let's see, what else do we got? I think... Guy is ready to go fight. I don't remember right. where Ryu or Raita is. Um, uh, Akko, Raita, Akko, and Kauri are literally just like chilling out. Akko has like put a little bow in her hair, like a little girl, and she's and looking flowers. at a flower and crying because the lives of flowers are so beautiful but so short. And Kauri is kind of off to the side, admiring her hands, which she has covered in, like, giant bejeweled rings. Which, actually, I would question, except we know for a fact 
that she has bought like literally every diamond in Tokyo. So so sure, she just does that. Yeah. And like while Akko is crying about the short lives of flowers, Kaori is just like, eh, I care more about stuff. <laughs> She's like, I think she literally just says, I'm more of a materialist. Yeah, that's what it is. So the chief does eventually find Ryu. She like drags him out of the copter and is like, I can't, you, you can't live like this. You need to help. And he's just like, eh, whatever. So the chief... No, no, no. He almost changes. He, all, he, he goes like, okay, oh, one, right. two, three. We're about to do it. Let's cross change. He gets into position. And then, like, he becomes lazy again and collapses on the ground. Chief says, I cannot stand to see you lazy. And right. then... Pulls a gun out. <laughs> just just like pulls a out hand a gun. handgun. And just points it, like, at his face. And I... Dude, like, there was a brief moment where I legit <laughs> thought that the chief was just going to shoot Ryu. Like, I forgot that it was a children's show, and I, and all I could think about was the fact that the chief is just as hard as a coffin nail, and I was like, she is just going to shoot him. Uh, but she doesn't. She, like, shoots the ground all around him with bullets that explode for some reason. Yeah, explode into, like, showers of sparks, because it's, right. you know, yeah. it's Jetman. This so at the least Rangers, gets him to, like, stand up. And so what she does is she drags him into the helicopter, and she says, I'm going to take you to see what has become of the city because of your laziness, hoping I think that this is, like, will snap him out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, because she actually doesn't get that far. Because as soon as the helicopter takes off, vending machine dimension attacks Sky Camp. So, Guy springs into action and starts fighting the vending machine monster. Right. Raita the other rangers do nothing. Just sort of disinterested. Uh, I think what he says is... No, this is amazing. Because what he says is that you can't expect a pretty boy like me to get involved in something <laughs> that dirty or something like that. And I think, like, Kauri is worried she's going to mess up her jewelry or her pretty hands or something. And Akko doesn't have an excuse. She just thinks it's so sad that Guy has to fight by himself. <laughs> she's just overcome and she can't get it together. So Guy is on top of it, but he needs the power of five. Right. And so the chief is circling in the helicopter. She hands her gun to Ryu and is like, hey, I need you to shoot that thing to help Guy. Like, you right. need to get into action. And so Ryu sort of, like, lazily <laughs> hangs out of the helicopter, like, just sort of shoots at him, like, absent-mindedly. Yeah. Uh, he misses, and it doesn't, yeah, like, I mean, it doesn't sort of, really do anything. There are sparks that are hitting on the ground. It gets sort of driven off for a second, but it's not a huge yeah. help. Yeah, so, but Guy is not giving up. Like, the other rain, like, he's still fighting. The other Jetmen are just kind of sitting there watching him get wrecked. Eventually, this is incredible. The chief has had enough and just pushes Ryu out of the helicopter. <laughs> because Ryu refuses to jump because I guess being like he's too lazy to remember that he can fly. And so, yeah, yeah she just boots him out of the helicopter midair. I guess assuming that the shock will like set him right, which thankfully it does. And by you know, the time, desperate times, I guess. Yeah, but, and so, like, by the time he lands, he is at least together enough to have transformed into Jet Hawk, pull out his sword, and stab Vending Machine Dimension through the gut, which, right. for whatever is reason, enough. breaks the spell. Yeah, this is sufficient 
to like break his mind control thing. Uh, and then so once that has happened, the other rangers come over and they're like, oh my gosh, like we're so sorry. Like, let's all do it. And then they cross change. Uh, and then that's that's basically it. Like, although there's, some, I mean, there's there's, there's more. Like they fight in this fight. So like, oh wait, no, no, no. I'm super sorry. There is totally cool stuff that happens in this yeah, fight. Cool I'm stuff thinking that of the Jedi out of nowhere. So the yeah. Grinham soldiers arrive, like the you know, like the putties. Uh, <laughs> Ryu punches one of them so hard that their head explodes. No, the, okay. So here's what he starts doing. They're, they're like they're pulling out special attacks because he just yells like wing punch and he doesn't use his like Burdonic puncher gauntlet. He just punches it super hard in its head. I think it's like its helmet is the idea. Explodes. Well, they're like robot people, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Right on. I just had assumed that they were like, I don't know, just dudes with helmets. But no, the robot thing makes way more sense. I mean, they uh, kill Kauri, a lot of those things. So Kauri just starts like like twisting back and forth and like waving her wings in an attack called Stormwing, apparently, uh, which creates a sort of like pink hurricane that is sort of reminiscent of uh, Rin's like Kiryoku hurricane thing. Uh, uh, and then Raita does like a sumo stomp, like earthquake stomp thing, and then does like a double-handed, like open palm deadly thrust, I think is what it's called. So apparently Jetman got special moves. Yeah, and they're just throwing at us like out of nowhere for no reason, but they are very cool. Yeah, I and then, okay, so then they bird blast. Like they all pull out their bird blasters and we get like a, a brief shot of, vending machine dimension saying like that won't possibly work and then it absolutely works yeah it 100% works uh, I don't know why he would assume that it wouldn't work but so and then they grow like he grows they summon the jet machines this barely happens at all like two episodes oh. two episodes in a row the giant fight like I don't even know why they bothered honestly yeah I, it takes less than 15 seconds but I will point out that when he when he uh, vending machine monster goes giant is the only time that I noticed that he has bottle opener knees <laughs> I did not I notice missed that. that yeah go back and look dude has bottle opener knees why I just like I don't think there was a bottle opener on the vending machine I think it, they were just doing like some free association and they were like, vending machines, can't, because it doesn't serve bottles. All of his stuff is in cans. There's not even a reason for this stupid monster to have a bottle opener. And so it throws some exploding cans at it. The Jetmen, like, use their hammer to knock them back at it. Those all explode on him. I think has a shield. He has a shield. While he's doing the hammer hitting back, he's got a shield, which we've never seen before. Uh, anyway, Burdonic Saber, vending machine dimension goes down, victory. Like it goes, yeah, that's it. Uh, we jump over to the Viram dimension, and Gray is like deeply upset. He's like, "I can't believe they won." Which, uh, like, specifically, what he insane. says is, "I can't believe they won this stupid game." Like he was yeah. barely invested, and he's still kind of pissed off. Uh, his big viewing screen, where he'd been reviewing game tape before, now just says "game over," which is kind of strange. But maybe in that's English. how Gray views the. Oh yeah, in English. Thank you. Uh, maybe that's just how he views the world. Also, dude, you picked like like I don't know why you're surprised you lost, Gray. You picked just the 
dumbest thing. It's like when you're playing Street Fighter and you don't know who you want to play as and you hit random and it just gives you like the worst dude and you're still surprised that you lost. Yeah, I don't know who the worst dude... Who is the worst dude in Street Fighter? I... Uh, I know, The right? worst dude or the dude that I am the worst with? Oh, I don't know. And to be fair, when I say... Let me be real. When I say fight Street Fighter, what I mean is Street Fighter 2. That's like when I think Street Fighter, I think Street Fighter 2. Just Street there, Fighter 2. Yeah. There's Not a, there, Street Fighter 2, like Ultimate Turbo Omega Edition. Uh, Just, you you know. mean Championship Edition with Hyper Fighting? No, no, no. Just Street Fighter 2. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know who's the lamest character in there. Dalsim? But he's no, kind of cool. He teleports. No, Del seems great. The, the two that I cannot play in that at all are uh, Vega and Zangief. I can never figure them out. But we are totally off track. I don't we're, think Vega's in that. Okay, yeah, sorry. I don't know so close. where that came from. So anyways, uh, yeah, Vi- Gray's upset that he lost with his stupid monster. And, and then, oh my gosh, Ranger Danger, guys. Is this what your life is like every week? Is this just your existence? We're just like, nothing makes any sense, and the episode is kind of dumb. Oh, guys. You're doing, you're doing the Lord's work reviewing that show. No joke. Uh, we all appreciate your sacrifice. Ranger Danger, Morphin uh, Grid, you guys are, uh, you know, hang in there. champions. So, <laughs> we cut away, and we see the Rangers, like the Jetman. They're around the helicopter. They haven't left. Uh, they're still just kind of hanging out there. But they're all very concerned about their hidden subconscious. All right, like nobody really likes what this monster has brought to light about them. Yeah. So like Ryu is like, I, I can't believe that there was a shred of laziness in me. And guys, like, I can't believe there was a shred of Ryu in me. And the person who seems the most upset is Kauri. She just she goes on like it's like a 10 second apology. Just oh, like I can't oh my believe gosh, it. Dave, I'm sorry. We missed something. We missed something when they were getting free earlier that I needed to say. Oh, yeah, no, please. After Anything they, to redeem this episode. Um, after they all sort of got free of their brainwashing, Kauri is disgusted with how materialistic she looks. And so she starts, oh, like, taking great. off her jewelry this and throwing incredible. it across the field. And, and, uh, and as the way that the show chose to show us that Akko is all better is Akko freaks out and starts chasing after the jewelry that Kauri was throwing. It was amazing. <laughs> She picks it up, turns around as, like, vending machine dimension is still behind her and, like, jumps up and giggles holding all the jewels and then runs over and then they cross-change and kill this monster. It's great. And that's pretty much it. Uh, There's a little voiceover at the end where it says, like, Ryu has learned that there are different aspects to his teammates and that sort of humanizes them and he feels much closer to them. Fight on, Jet Rangers. You know, that sort of stuff. So, Dave. And, uh, and that's it. Uh, what is your high point of this episode? Uh, I think my high point of this episode is, I actually already mentioned it kind of, but that it's kind of like an acting showcase for these characters. Because I do forget that despite the fact that they're playing these like really broad kind of cartoony characters, that these are like, they're good act, well, they're at least, good enough like they're pretty good actors and they're kind of like switching back and forth and playing these different roles and that was that was really fun for me to see uh how about you it is really neat like 
it's like the actual story of this episode, like kind of nothing happens and it doesn't matter. Um, and the monster is dumb, but I would recommend watching it just to see that. It's a, it's a very cool aspect of this show. Anyway, uh, my high point was when the chief just chucked Ryu out of a helicopter. Yeah. It was either when that or she when was she pulled the shoot gun him. on him. But like the yeah, chief that was trying also great. to get Ryu to stop being lazy was the best. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what about uh, what are you gonna what are you gonna pluck out amongst the field of low points this week, Dave? Oh man! Uh, all right, dude. Uh, I'm gonna take the low hanging fruit that this is a stupid monster, and it's not like I kind of like what they did with the monster, like messing with the Jetman's head and like go bringing their subconscious to the fore. But there's like any number of of cooler versions of that that would have been just as easy. There could have been like a, a watch that was like hypnotize, like a hypnotizy watch or like a weird mirror or like something. And I like vending machine is completely unrelated. It makes no sense. Even for Jetman, it makes no sense. It was just, I don't know. I like. I don't need to talk about it anymore. It's, it's not as though monster. it is not as though like vending machines are threatening, and they needed to right. do something with it and couldn't find anything related. So they did like the old switcheroo. Like a vending machine is a box with juice in it. Like it's nothing. Yeah, the only danger is if it was like a vending machine dimension, and it took their quarter and they shook it and it fell over on them. Like that's as threatening as a vending machine gets. Yeah, okay. it's it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, how about you, man? Uh, there is there's a broad range of options oh, to pick from. Gosh. What is your low point for this week? Well, yeah, you did take the easy one. I am going yeah. to go with the fact that this show should not even still exist because it should have been over episode one because apparently the Virum can just teleport directly into space camp. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, it can turn the Jetman's beds into monsters while they sleep in them. Uh, yep. It can literally do anything. It could turn their clothes into monsters. It could turn Jet Icarus into a monster. Why is this show still happening? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that is... I mean, I'm glad that it's happening, but that is dumb as heck. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this one, Dave, or could we cut it? Uh, no, nah, man, I'm tapped out. Okay, cool. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode of The Jetman with a Golden Gun. Before we finish up here, I would like to remind you all, you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates or get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at supersentaibros. If you like the show, uh, please remember... And we hope you do. Oh, we... I we desperately hope that you do. Uh... Maybe not desperate. I'm not desperate. I've got my pride. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't say that. But uh, you know, but you spend all the time listening like, to we it. We hope you like it. Uh, review it. <laughs> Give us five stars. Shining in the iTunes review yeah. section. There are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe. That's what's going to help people find the show. Uh, Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. We are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and we will see you next week. <laughs>